0: This is Monster of the Week.
1: I'm Jeremy Greer.
0: It's with Chris and Jeremy.
1: I'm Chris Mosier.
0: Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. Oh, the the Venus
1: you looking for.
0: What the heck is going on?
2: This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural in order. We're in season eight, and I've just never liked this show less, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to get it out of the way. This is a boring-ass episode. There's one saving grace in this episode, and we'll get to it, and I I want to talk about it. But uh, yeah, man, me and Autumn watched this on the couch a couple of days ago, and we're like, whew, boy, this is... This is a mid season slump on episode three,
1: huh? Episode three. This is a bad episode. And guess what, Jeremy? I really like it. Of course you do. I'm going to tell you why. No, I think I'm with you. It's a bad... It is not a good episode. The story of this episode is really freaking dumb, but I'll get into why I like it as we go.
2: Well, uh, before we we get into that, let's thank the the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. You guys have made all kinds of cool stuff happen for us. Uh, We recently launched the uh, Don't Give Up Space Cowboy, our Cowboy Bebop podcast that's exclusive to patrons um, after the first episode. And uh the po- the feedback on that has been amazing. I, it's so exciting to see people in the in our Discord watching Cowboy Bebop. Uh, sometimes yeah. for the, like the first time, sometimes for like the thirtieth time, and it's just it's been so like it's just it's been so exciting. I'm so grateful. Um, yeah, it's really so awesome. I just want to shout out uh, Nicholas Pryor as one of our newest pledge- pledges, and uh thank you for joining us. And we really appreciate all of you. Yeah, thank you.
1: Uh,
2: Chris, why don't you catch us up on the road so far?
1: So, what's been going on in Supernatural is pretty crazy. Um, Dean is back amongst the living. True. Sam got a girlfriend and he hit a dog. And Castiel is missing in purgatory. But the brothers are back together. And just as they track down Kevin and the tablet, Crowley intervenes to muck everything up. Now Kevin is on the run and the Winchester's, are, uh, one, ch- the Winchesters one chance to close the gates of hell forever is up in the air. That was pretty brief. That was, that was kind of a brief outline good, of though, what's been going was on. really
2: good. Today we're going to cover Season 8, Episode 3, Heartache, written by Brad Buckner and Eugene Ross Lemming, directed by our boy Jensen Ackles. That's right, the boy. <laughs> backed in the director's <laughs> chair. This, this aired on October 17th, 2012. Uh, Sam and Dean investigate a string of unusual murders where the victims were all recipients of organs from the same donor. The killer is captured, but things become even more complicated when the brothers find their killer in a trance, mumbling an ancient prayer. This is a horrible, I don't know, what they're like, the last couple of uh, these summaries have just been, and these are all from that CW site, they've just been like the first 10 or 15 minutes. They don't ever go into which I guess is fine, like they want to be <laughs> a teaser. Fine. Yeah. Um, So, uh, interesting thing right off the bat that I want to talk about is that not only is Jensen Ackles directing, Jensen Ackles' dad is a guest star in this episode. Mm -hmm. Did you pick out which one he was?
1: Yeah, I believe he's like the first cop or investigator that they talked to. The one where Um, they
2: they exchanged that really long and weird look?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I thought this is this is like why everybody ships Dean with everybody. It's because he's given everybody that he works with these long, beautiful looks coming out of those eyes of his. And no I'm way. like, but that's his dad. But that is his dad. So that means that it's not the look that we think he's given them. That's just what his face it's looks like. Yeah, he has resting he's so in damn love face. He has
2: resting in love face, Chris. Like, that's yeah. just what he does. That's just who he is. I don't is. know.
1: I don't know, shippers. You're going to have to explain this one to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. Uh,
2: Um, This episode is is a lot like... I've seen a bunch of movies like this where, you know, a serial killer um, is is killed, but they harvest the organs and, like, uh, some girl gets the serial killer's eyes and starts seeing what the serial killer saw and yeah. things like that and yeah. it's, it's very much like that um except worse in a lot of different ways yeah. not for the least of which it was sam's weird
1: sports obsession that comes out of nowhere yeah. there's so <laughs> many stupid things in this episode all right i'll just i'll just peel the mandate off right now why i like it okay. this feels like beat for beat like in season one episode it absolutely does even when one of them is distracted being like we gotta go look for kevin and it's the same as you know we gotta go look for dad it seems like they directed or wrote a a season one episode so it's not it's not good as a season eight episode but i just couldn't help but but enjoy it for that aspect of it
2: i think that's my issue with it is it feels like a season one episode that was written for a different show that they shoehorned sam and dean into at the last minute because none of this stuff really like some of it's kind of supernatural but A a Mayan god from a thousand years ago.
1: Like, it's just. Cacao, dude, it's so stupid. I love (laughs) it. (laughs) Cacao is the guy. I don't know. I don't know if I would have liked it. I had season in my head one? that when you were like, "This is this is a bad episode," uh, and I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." So I had it in my head, this is bad, and I think I like set myself up, or I had low expectations for it. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching, I was like, "Okay, all right, all right, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be." All right, um, and yeah, like you said, if this was season one, I would be like, "This episode stinks," because I would want to know what's going on with the main plot. Um, but here, where I don't know, I just it's a it's not a good episode, but it, it, I I enjoyed it.
2: So, um, let's, let's get into it. It's, uh, we're going to start out, we do our, our normal, like, previous on, which is basically, you know, Dean's back, Benny's a vampire, Castiel is gone, Kevin has the tablet, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we do not go into a an old guy does not go into a bank. How did I get here? I'm in the wrong episode.
1: You are here in the we wrong go. Episode. <laughs> um, So, in Minneapolis. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you what my what my notes say. Yeah, in Minneapolis okay. it said I wrote a couple runners. Couple runners, big boy faster than skinny boy.
2: <laughs> sure. I have heard, heard him as porkier dude. Like not porky yeah. dude, but just porkier. You know He's what I'm saying? Porkier. Like, um, so we have two joggers. One, the skinny guy is jogging along, and then like this kind of bigger dude just like runs real fast and catches up with them and paces him for a minute, which I have to imagine. I don't do a lot of running us, especially in the dark by myself, but I have to imagine that has to be a little weird. If someone just runs out yeah. of nowhere and paces you, uh, this is this-
1: where like, I, I gotta give it to Jensen Ackles, I guess, for the, the directing on this. He he builds tension in really weird ways and just then like, lets it go, but then we'll bring it back a second later. And that's exactly what he does here, where this runner is like coming up fast behind the first guy. You're like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And then he he paces him and he like looks at him and he like kind of smirks because he's like, I'm faster than you. And then he runs off ahead and then like, okay, the tension's over. But then the skinny runner, he rounds the bend, sees Big Boy standing there, uh, and you know, they exchange like an awkward handshake and you think it's going to be normal and then the tension's back and he grabs the guy's wrist and he says, I do a lot of cardio. It's, and then obviously rips his heart out, but totally rips his heart out. I think the that- back and forth between like letting it be tense and then letting it be like silly. Uh, I just really liked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it now that you're telling me that. Um, and at the time, I actually enjoyed the first part of this episode quite a bit as they're trying to start hunting it down. I feel like they they spent a lot of time um, just doing the law and order thing in this episode. That, that, yeah, that's always yeah. kind of a bummer for me, I think. Um, for sure. If they're going to do the investigation stuff um, and I'm kind of working this out as we're talking. So, you know, this this is probably going to be kind of a weird episode. But if they're going to do a lot of investigation stuff, I wish it wasn't so much dealt with um, sheriffs and cops as much as it was mm-hmm. with actual people, because I think their characters they write characters better when they're not just a uh, grouchy cop or, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, that you get yeah. better, you get better supernatural and you get funnier exchanges with Sam and Dean when they're you know dealing with this. And we'll get some, we'll get some, you know, distressed widow action later on, but. Distressed um, mom, widow, <laughs> distressed mom, widow. We have to talk about that too. Cause I was very confused at all of that
1: for a little while.
2: Um, so, um,
1: they, so, they do a great cut here where the guy rips out, um the other dude's heart and he's holding it in his hand while it's basically still beating then we get the splash screen of supernatural and then it cuts to just sam standing there with a gigantic red apple and he takes a bite out of it i was like all right all right good transition sam does not pay for this apple
2: he gets out his money i assume he was heading to pay it i but don't they, know they, he never pays for that sam stole this fucking apple he's the sam stolen apple uh they're at a, they're at a farmer's market which is very funny to me um mm-hmm and and Dean has found this this heart-ganking case and uh he he wants to go pursue it and he's kind of excited to do this you can tell he's he's really enthusiastic about just working a normal case and of course and we we've seen this before where Dean wants to do normal hunter shit and Sam does not Sam's like, we 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 have a case. We have to get the tablet. Mm -hmm. We have to save Kevin. Like we have to do all this stuff. And Dean's like, yeah, but you know, we we don't have anything on that right now. Let's go do this. Like he's just he just wants to
1: work. Right. Um, It's that philosophy that is so present in the early seasons of Supernatural. One of them wants to uh, pursue the main storyline, and the other one wants to do a side quest every time. Um, It's at this point that Dean like looks up from his phone where he's been reading the news. He's like, wait, where are we? And sam was like dude we're at a farmers market <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh i i like that exchange too because it, sam immediately says like oh yeah you know while you were gone i tried to improve my, i tried to enjoy the finer things in life and this is going to be a running th- theme throughout this episode where sam is <sighs> all of out, a sudden sam. too too good for hunting um and, I, and, and and in a lot of ways i get it like i i can get this if like i i spent a year not doing this bullshit horrible job that just you know always is always bad and bloody and i I, I went to a farmer's market once and i really enjoyed it i just want to go buy these candied hams and fresh apples that's what i want to do with my life from now on
1: uh i can't tell if sam is like mischaracterized here because i do feel like he would very much be like yeah i i enjoy this stuff now uh but they they do in a way that he does like seem like he's almost looking down his nose or as if like duh dean obviously this is really good um which i don't necessarily like but,
2: but but dean's reaction to it is is over the top as well because dean basically yeah. says you know you were out here eating apples or people we know we love were dying like he yeah. really lays it on sam's thick. like oh damn it <laughs> and you can tell um, sam is just he's doesn't even he's not even affected by it anymore he's just like Wh- whatever dude like you've told me this before yeah. i i have to live my life the way i'm going to live my life like you can't change me at this point
1: mhm can't fault him on that i guess um so then they head to, like, the local cops, I guess, to, to yeah. pursue this story. And I believe that this is Jensen Ackles' father. Uh, father Ackles, I believe his name is. Um, he shows them the surveillance of the runners.
2: Would you say Dackles? Is that the word we're going Yeah, Dackles.
1: Dad, Dadkles. Yeah. Um, I like it. But yeah, um, he shows them surveillance of the runners. They don't have anything else to go on other than they see Big Boy pass uh, Little Boy. But they don't see anything, you know, violent to take place or any reason to believe that this guy, whose name is Paul, big boy, um, he has no criminal record. They have no reason to believe that he, he would have done anything violent. So, um, and they're kind of just
2: upset about this. He's like, what do you mean yeah. you've you, you ruled him out as a suspect? And the, the guy kind of starts arguing back and they go back and forth and he. At one point, uh, Jensen's dad basically says, "Well, Thor, he ain't like he's not gonna what's he gonna <laughs> do?" Like, and the guy, like we we keep saying, like I said, porkier dude. You're saying kind of the 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 bigger boy or whatever, big boy. Big boy. And he's just an average dude. Like he probably looks like me, right? Like I probably this dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's not like yeah. a huge, like preponderous, you know, the sin of gluttony from the set the movie Seven kind of <laughs> dude or anything like that. Uh, he's just like a normal looking average guy. And it's but yeah, like they, they they just clown on this dude for a while. But Dean is like. I can't believe you're not doing your job. And Dean's dad, not Dean's dad, but Jensen's dad is like, I am doing my job. And then they share this long lingering look. And you mentioned this earlier; It, it definitely isn't sexual. I didn't get that, that energy out of it, but boy, is that a Jensen
1: Ackles? I kind of want to make out with you. Look, it's just so, he's so dreamy that when he's staring at you, it's like, okay. Like the dad is not giving that back whatsoever, but Jensen boy, it's just a meaningful glance, I guess. Yeah.
2: I, I, I hope so um so from here they they go to interview this dude um i I don't know if we ever find out his name it's paul paul that's very boring name um (laughs) paul is all about some fitness and to kind of compress this down for a little bit they they interview him all they really get out of him is that he had a, a health scare so now he's all about some fitness and um he's trying to live the good life and Dean did his normal, let's go to the bathroom and investigates his whole house mm-hmm. kind of thing. And walks and back
1: in, too much fiber. The guy's just is like, no such thing! <laughs> like, you this know, dude does not ever, like, respond to anything that they're saying without being super genuine
2: about it. Guys that talk about um their bowel movements and fiber intake to complete strangers, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a little much. Like, super I don't, weird. It's very weird when people talk about it, even if it's not in, like, graphic detail. It's, it's just one of those things, like, I don't really want to hear about your sex life, and I don't really want to hear about your bowel movements, unless we're close enough to have those kind of conversations. Like, I want, I need some time put in b- into a friendship <laughs> conversation before we can get to the level of bowel movement or sex fetishes, okay? Well,
1: Dean has to, uh, dean, Dean's dean got to come up with some excuse why he just disappeared into this man's house for 45 minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Too much fiber. Jesus Christ, Dean. And
1: then um, he's like, yeah, I man, I literally searched every nook and cranny, not a single hex bag in this entire house
2: they uh they find out so they go back to like a coffee shop and Dean says hey i didn't find anything but i did find that there was a murder just like this where uh in Ames Iowa so we should go investigate that and uh and this is what i'm saying with uh the kind of a lot of the back and forth with the cop stuff like there's there's a lot of interviewing people and going back and forth from cops and finding out stuff like it, there's just a lot of it yeah yeah
1: there's definitely a lot of back and forth um so what it's interesting that we find out here about paul is obviously he's acting super normal even though we the audience just watched him like rip a man's heart out mm-hmm. but they immediately are just like yeah no you like we're not offering any sort of suspicion to the viewer or to the uh to the boys despite the fact that we the audience know what this dude already did and then as soon as they um dean finds this other case in, in Ames, uh they realize that it just happened so this dude couldn't have done it because he was here
2: exactly right and uh and when they interview this dude they he's 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 basically non he's not non-verbal but he's he can't talk to him he's out of it completely uh they sprinkle a large amount of holy water on him like i feel like <laughs> a couple of drops would really get which where you're going in this situation but they always go for like the full super soaker pour which really cracks me up um it's it this scene i want to bring up uh sam's hair
1: can we talk about Sam's Man, hair for a little bit? You know, I like long hair, Sam, but uh, this episode, I know, maybe it was too humid. I don't know.
2: <laughs> too humid. Uh, Autumn described this as the Farrah Fawcett hair. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he is rocking some locks. Because I don't usually, I don't usually pay attention, but he's got a mane of hair going down his. Because it's, it's insane. It's, it's,
1: it flips out so far. It's very, very fair. Faucet. It's very long. It's very middle parted. Like this is like how my hair gets when it gets too long. It doesn't look cool. I don't look like fricking Aragorn. I look like floppy hair Sam.
2: It's in, it's just insane the way that this dude's hair is this season. It's just all
1: over the place. It's all over the place. Some episodes I like it. Some episodes doesn't work as well. In the flashback that we see later, when it's like the color saturation is cranked so far up that he just looks like straight up ginger. I like it then, but.
2: Well oh, I have I have opinions about that scene too. We're going to get into it. <laughs> uh this dude is is repeating himself. He's repeating the same like kind of uh few words over and over again, but they can't really understand what it is. Uh, Sam records a little bit of it for later. Uh and like eventually they just give up. There's a lot of back and forth, like a lot of back and forth snapping in front of this dude's face. Like this is, I mean, obviously the dude is checked out. Dean, what are you trying to do here? What are you going to do? Like he yells at the guy because apparently that's what you do to somebody who's obviously having a mental problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later on, after the scene, it goes to this dude's cell where he's sitting there repeating himself. And we see him break off a, uh, 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 one of the feet of the bed, uh, which basically gives him a metal post and he jabs it in his eye, which is, not great.
1: Yeah, not great. I thought I thought for sure this dude was killing himself, but we find out, yeah, a little while later that it was just, just the old eyeball. But yeah, tra- chanting that same thing the whole time until he stabs himself, and then he just screams, and then the chanting seems to have stopped. Um, back at the hotel, they look into the recording of what this guy was saying. Sam, you know, took the recording of it. Uh, and Dean's like, oh, no sweat. I got a language translation app on my phone, which, I'm sure language translation apps don't work this way, I don't know if that's true, but I thought that that was, like, right thinking on Dean's part.
2: Yeah, Sam's Sam's reaction to this is, you bought an <laughs> you app, bought an which app. is very funny. Um, and uh, I had a, a real memorable evening. Autumn was doing some training for uh, the company that she worked for, and uh, she had to spend a month in New Jersey uh do like I had to month. learn to speak their language and um so I, one weekend i flew up there and like we took the train down to new york and had a good time with some friends but the first night i was there we hung out with some of her like fellow coworkers and a couple of them uh pong was a dude who i remember we are still friends on facebook what well, he was from beijing and uh we were just literally like having to like we 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 were friends like we we bonded that night over a couple of beers Mm -hmm. and like using google translate to try to communicate with each other oh wow like i would i would say stuff like you know she's cute but she's crazy and then pointed autumn and like show him the phone, and he would just fucking die. I had no idea what Google was telling this dude. i was That's saying, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is but awesome. he would say something that would come across as uh, you know as Google Translate English, which isn't the best. So yeah, like right. I, I, th- I think this is a really good idea. I don't know why they don't do this all the time when it comes to these languages.
1: That's really funny, um, but unfortunately, it doesn't work because well, we'll find out. It's a language so old that there's no app for it. Um, and then Sam gets a call. They. I guess it's from um, the doctor who was seeing Arthur, the, the guy who was chanting earlier. So they head to the hospital and they see that, yeah, he basically carved out his own eyeball using the leg of the chair, the leg of the bed, whatever it was. Um, but now the chanting has stopped. And we also learned that he had uh, an organ transplant. His whole eye was given to him about a year ago. Um, so this was from a donor. The eyeball that he, that he tore out, I mean.
2: Dean really charms this doctor. I
1: was expecting something more here, to be honest.
2: you doing no work whatsoever. just because he's look, handsome as frick. Looking her in the eye and like acknowledging her existence. And she's like, yes, I can break all kinds of medical laws to get you this information yeah, on the donor. Yeah. Absolutely. He's like, can you track down the
1: donor? She's like, I don't know. It'd be difficult. Then he was like... But not impossible, and she's like, "Oh, Dean, <laughs> Dean,
2: stop, <laughs> Dean, <laughs> Dean, please." <laughs> Extremely thirsty, doctor. Um, we go back to to Sam, and Sam basically says like he's hacked into some medical records. Like they still don't know who the donor is, uh, but they they've hacked in. He's hacked into the medical records to find out that, that there's a bunch of people. And I get kind of confused at this part because like he does some hacking, and then Dean does some stuff, and he also finds out some different stuff. Like there's some. I got kind of confused about who was finding out what and when during this process.
1: so um let's see. well, I wrote down research, Sam, because okay, Steve sure. gets back and he's just laying on the bed, white business shirt untucked a little bit, seductively doing research. Mm-hmm. Um, Stretched so out on, Sam, the, on
2: the on the on the hood of the impala am I right yeah,
1: <laughs> with a <the> newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> wearing nothing but a newspaper and a pair of oh, boots. Um, we need a
2: fire- I'm sure that there's been, like, a, someone has made, like, a fireman calendar, but only starting. you know, Sam and Dean. Or I'm basically Cassio. doing that
1: with this uh, season's podcast. Right you anyway. really are. Yeah, it's absolutely. But uh, So Sam remembers that Paul, the um, the big boy from earlier, he remembers Paul saying that, that he had a health scare about a year ago. So research Sam, um, did some digging, and he learned that this guy also had um, something from a donor um, which, which links him sort of to, to, uh, Arthur, who we just saw. Also, Sam was pretty sure that this language that they were hearing was it was a dead language something old so he emailed the audio clip that he took to the professor who helped them with the amazons back in season seven the amazons that never reappeared um yeah, this guy this, that they like, promised all of these like fbi like like perks to <laughs> that who's apparently just gonna help them again now when he said this and we saw this guy in the road so far um this this you know professor at some college from last season. Um, I like that they, it's like a nod to somebody, like, hey, why not have used the same expert in two episodes? There's no reason why they can't. They have email. Um, But when they mentioned the Amazons thing... I was really hoping that this was going to bring back to that because it seemed like it was like such a big deal that Dean had like an Amazon baby and then they were just like gone into the wind and nobody seemed to care. I was like, "What? Do they really bring the Amazons back there so they is, could actually like deal with them?" But no. there is
2: a group of Amazons traveling the country, killing at least five or ten men at each stop, and then just having all of their babies and then leaving like nobody has put a stop to this like sam and you know you want to talk about dean getting mad at sam for something sam should immediately turn this back on dean it's like what about those amazons what about your kid huh the kid that i shot for you you want to talk about some you want to talk about some stuff you're ignoring dean i went to a farmer's market okay
1: it's fine that's fine that is fine you had a baby and i killed it (laughs) um they got some freaking baggage man um so so sam they've got sort of like a pending lead you know um sam has put feelers out for both this dead language and for paul's like medical history which is totally fine and normal not a hipaa violation whatsoever um it's actually probably maybe if it's pertinent to an investigation who knows um it's
2: not it's definitely a hipaa violation when it comes to sam and dean
1: (laughs) yeah they're fighting like a ghost monster or something so dean is he's looking at the pattern of where things have happened before um one was in minneapolis one was in this ames place and the next um is in colorado so dean is like all right this is where it happened last year there was these three attacks in these three different cities so uh let's head to colorado and um they head out that way then back to another which felt like a very season one scene i was just thinking to myself and i was i was hoping i'd have a good chance to bring it up it doesn't really happen too much in this episode but um, can you tell? I had a lot of coffee, Jeremy.
2: Um, <laughs> you got that Thursday energy, man. I got
1: love that it. Thursday energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we used to get a lot of scenes where, and this was good and bad in some ways, where the story that was happening in the small town, like, took up about you know, a, it took a good portion of the episode up. You know, the lady in the lake or whatever it was, the ghost kid in the lake in like episode three of season one, where we get as much story about the town and the family as we do about Sam and Dean. And we always wanted more of Sam and Dean, but that balance was sometimes what made it so good when we did get stuff about the boys. Um, And I I do sort of miss that about the old seasons in some ways. Here, I I like that they do show us a lot of what's going on with the characters involved, but it doesn't really have anything to do... (laughs) with anything really like i don't care about these people no. all we see is a dude like standing outside of a strip club and he's like hey uh, i don't normally do this with people and you know this uh I this really stripper i really like the stripper uh i really liked your uh, <laughs> really dancing i really liked this stripper um miranda is her name and there's another great back and forth with the directing i want to give credit to jensen again on this because you don't no, the tension seems like they're about to go hook up, but it seems like somebody's going to do something bad. They wouldn't be showing us this. It's supernatural. They wouldn't be showing us this unless somebody was about to die. Uh, and I do really like that they, first they make it seem like he's the issue, like because he's this creepy guy waiting outside, but then he seems, oh, he's, he's actually just really normal um just some dude trying to hook up with a stripper and then it seems like she's taking the lead and it seems scary and you're like oh what is she about to do then he grabs her and turns her around and he's like all right let's do this now you think it's back on him you think he's the baddie and then at the last minute she tears his heart out and i really really liked the way that it was flipping back and forth it's a little thing but i just like knowing that it was jensen ackles and who doesn't get that many chances to direct and he is just trying his best to like I mean, I don't know if he coordinates the scenes. I'm not a director. I don't know how it works, but I just appreciated that you, for just a second, you don't know who is going to hurt who. You know it's coming, but you don't know who's going to do it.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's I like the scene a lot. Um, like it's, it's obviously there just like the original scene was to kind of subverse your expectations of what's going to happen. Uh, I very much thought that this person was going to be like, oh, uh, I'm going to, you know, eat the heart out of the stripper or something, because that's what, that's what I like to do. Uh. But it's it's it doesn't do that, and it's it's pretty interesting. Like it kind of shows us a new villain, and yeah, just I, I will say for as much as this is kind of a bummer episode, like not a bummer episode, but as much as it's, it's just it's, bad, it's, it's kind stupid. Of a, it's just storyline's kind of really freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah, the storyline's kind of dumb. It is always pretty dope seeing someone tear out a heart with their hands. Like that's always a fun mm-hmm. thing. And uh, the chick is actually like she's she's a pretty pretty i'm not gonna say like famous actress but she's been in a bunch of stuff that i that i like like continuum and she was somebody in the arrow i forget who i know she was i did
1: feel like i recognized her
2: yeah she's she's been in a ton of stuff um like I, i definitely know her from continuum which is a real fun time travel show if you if you're into that kind of stuff
1: maybe it's because i visit the bunny hole all the time
2: yeah, you do go to that bunny hole a whole lot. Did we? Did we talk about that, or does that come up a little bit later? I don't
1: think we learned the name of the place Okay, until later.
2: Because yeah, I want we, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time in the bunny hole
1: together. The Chris. bunny hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now it's back to the boys driving in the Impala, and oh, uh, oh. Sam is kind of spacing out, and Dean's like, "What are you doing, bro?" Um, and this is where Dean kind of just says, "Like this is where I am best." And I personally liked the scene a lot because. I love my bros being bros. Or I liked Dean's attitude here a lot, even though when I stop and think about it, I you know, it's they have a toxic relationship and they live like a ridiculous life. Um but Dean says he's at his best driving down crazy street next to Sam. And I don't know if that's Dean just trying to he's trying to form some camaraderie between the two of them, or if it's just like this is what I want, Sam, you should want it too. It's it, he's still kinda, you know, pressing in on that guilt a little bit here, but also, as the viewer, like I just said, I want Sam and Dean to be, like, best bros hunting together, so, like, I'm like, yeah, Dean, yeah, so, yes, Sam, but Sam says, like, no, that's, that's not true, and Sam does have a point here, he says, Dean, maybe you're not best on the road next to me, maybe you're best on the road by yourself, um, you don't have to explain yourself to me. You can just do what you want and you're not beholden to how I feel or my actions or anything. Um, and I totally see where, where Sam is coming from here. Um, but then Dean adds that, that point, like, oh yeah, like I have another brother who I can talk to this, talk to about this stuff. Um, I, so I go back and forth here. Like I see where they're both coming from and I understand, um, the, the, situation they're in right now i guess uh because of course dean wants his bro beside him because he really is the only person who he can relate to but at the same time they don't always have the best relationship and them being able to relate to each other isn't always a good thing
2: i have a lot of mixed feelings about this scene because um it, it's 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 not weird that dean would be so excited to do this because at, at his core left to his own devices this is what dean would be doing he, oh, yeah. he wouldn't be, I mean, his whole idea is uh, of a of his whole life, like his idea of getting rid of these demons, right? Like he still knows that he's going to have to hunt. We've talked about this, like the Wendigos are still going to be there. Someone's going to have to hunt a Wendigo. And I think that that's Dean's whole steez. Like that's what he wants to do. He doesn't like this job now that it's demons and angels and weird gods and everything. He likes hunting monsters. So this is him after a year in purgatory. Doing the thing that he loves the best with the person that he loves the best, um, which is which is Sam. So mm-hmm. he is so super excited. This is just like him biting down to that into that hamburger, and Sam saying like that's just a hamburger, dude. And Dean's like, no, it is not just a hamburger. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I, it's it seems like a little bit insensitive to to, to Sam to, to just be like, I am super into this. This is where I belong. Me and you and this car together forever, man. Like, no, I actually have a life. Yeah. Which is yeah. what Sam responds. It's like, no, I actually kind of wanted to do other things. Like, maybe this is your thing and it can be your thing. And that's great. But also, Sam, can you just dial it the fuck down a little bit? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the dude mm-hmm. has been in purgatory for a year. Let him enjoy his hamburger. Let him enjoy his case. You, know, you literally don't have to be there. You let yourself get guilt tripped into doing this. So if right. either either you have to you have to shit or get off the pot. Sam. Like you can't have it. You can't be on the case and also constantly saying how much it sucks to be on the case. I don't want to see. Right. I don't want to see Sam's Facebook post about how much Facebook sucks. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You, yeah, you have a yeah. choice to make.
0: It
1: uh, seems like Dean was always about saving people, hunting things. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit more emphasis on hunting things, uh, where Sam was a lot more he liked helping people and I think saving people was something that he felt obligated to do. Like he had that, the the drive to do that, but that wasn't really the life that he wanted. If anything, Sam was the type, especially in, you know, season two or four or five, whatever, um, where he, Sam is driven to save the world because he feels like it's on him, that it's his responsibility. It seems like he's just sort of beholden to his own guilt and sense of responsibility. Um, whereas Dean is, like you said, he's very much, he wants to hunt. This is what he would be doing. Sam, without like a greater quest to drive him, seems like he doesn't really want anything to do with this. Um, and it seems like, you know, obviously when he was a kid, he gave up on trying to hunt the thing that killed their mom because he probably thought it was useless. And it was only when they started um, sniffing down Yellow Eyes Trail again that he got back into the life. Obviously, Jessica died and all that. Um, but I can see this is, this is like, I don't know. It does make sense to me, I guess.
2: No, I think it makes sense. I'm just... it's i, I, I t- totally understand both of these boys and I, I think they're both coming from a good perspective I actually it out of since the beginning of season eight i think this is the most reasonable that they've actually spoken with one another <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably the most truthful that they've been where of dean just literally saying this is what i love to do and i love doing it with you and sam saying "Nah, not me though <laughs> i'm yeah. okay like this is this is just like the time that um i told my best friend that all i wanted to do was play zelda and he was like no no, no i don't want to play zelda anymore like i think he was just doing it to piss me off no i'm kidding <laughs> Of that actually <laughs> none of that actually happened uh i i find this scene really interesting and it's also kind of shoehorned not shoehorned but it's also kind of placed in a weird spot where like what do you think the rest like what what is the distance between ames and boulder did you look that up because this has to be a of pre- course i didn't look that up <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be um i'm gonna look it up right now uh a pretty long road trip so for him to like drop this in the middle of it you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> yeah they gotta be getting close <laughs>
2: <laughs> Before Before he make brings it, this up, make it super awkward yeah it's a 10-hour drive that they just they're doing right now and uh, this has to be at the beginning because dean's very excited about it so this is sam at the beginning of a 10-hour road trip shitting all over his his road trip partner i don't know i'm just yeah, it's, I, a, it's a fun scene. I, I like it a lot. I hope nobody thinks that I'm I'm like taking the piss out no, of no, out no. either one you of them. You can take the piss out
1: of this whole episode. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I've just had a lot of caffeine, so I've got a lot to say. <laughs> it's it's weird because I get that Sam is like... I, we sort of take for granted the fact that he's probably like missing his girlfriend. <laughs> but it's still... I don't know. This whole thing is weird. Let's move on. Sure. Dean gets a call. And oh, I, I think you, it's from. Going mi- to get weird? Is it time to get really weird? It's time to get weird. So Dean gets a call from his... Um, <laughs> from his doctor girlfriend Mm -hmm. um both of the people who have recently killed um paul and arthur they got organs from brick holmes a pro (laughs) football player so did eight other people people but brick holmes apparently his number one fan is sam winchester sam winchester who has watched maybe two football games in his whole life
2: but has stats memorized going back forever? He probably was that dude that would collect uh, like trading cards, but not actually mm-hmm. watch the game. Which there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I don't care about it. But like, it's he's one of those dudes that just likes the stats. Like he'd be way into fantasy football, right? Like oh, Sam yeah. would be the oh, worst yeah. fantasy football person.
1: Absolutely, and he would win every year, but he wouldn't know who any of the people were in real life. He'd be the worst. Got a crossover um,
2: episode where Sam has to infiltrate the leagues. Uh, <laughs> Oh my, football oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! Because they're haunted or something. He shit, comes in he with a
1: freaking man bun because his hair is so goddamn long, <laughs> just trying to pretend like he's normal. Oh man! Um,
2: Nick, Nick Kroll is just obsessed with him because he's so handsome, and he's worried about his <laughs> wife being attracted to him.
1: <laughs> and like, I could totally see like this is a little bit of like Jared coming through or Jensen coming through because like those guys probably love football, but it's it's just really funny to imagine Sam doing it, especially when he spouts off all these these statistics and facts later. Now I could totally see Sam looking all that up beforehand and memorizing the Wikipedia page, but this ain't coming. This ain't coming from the brain. This is coming from the heart. He's passionate about this shit. He
2: he, he very much is. Um, so Brick Holmes he died uh, in a weird kind of mysterious accident where he just like had a, like a weird car crash where they just they didn't know what happened. Like it doesn't seem like it was a suicide. Doesn't seem like it was foul play. He just died. Uh, but he donated eight of his organs he was an organ (laughs) donor, so eight of his organs went to eight different people and they're all you know the people that we've been finding um and they say like oh the they they found one of them in phoenix i think or maybe that's later but uh whatever dean still wants to go to boulder because that's where the student's from and that's where they're going to find more information um from here we switch back to the dancer we still don't know the dancer's name yet let's call her Rhonda because that's her name i think
1: her name is miranda i think i wrote that down but i don't even know if that's what they were saying
2: here's the thing in the credits she's referred to as randa randa (laughs) r-a-n-d-a randa not even me randa not you randa but randa
1: (laughs) i thought that the the older woman did say randa but i was like surely Uh, surely that is an abbreviation
2: i wrote (laughs) wrote down miranda and then when i was doing my notes and i was copying and pasting because i like to have the actors and actresses names in in the top of the notes just in case and yeah i was like randa um so here we go back to the dancer uh, she is doing a, a basically a blood ritual And eating this heart Which is pretty dope She wipes blood all over her face uh, She absorbs some sort of weird Like red, glowy energy stuff Yeah, which is dope. it's got like, like a that, that, pinkish
1: tint to it And I thought yeah. it looked really good
2: I actually think it looks re- <laughs> really good For uh, Supernatural CGI So I, I was actually kind of into this Showing that if you have like a deft touch with this And don't literally show John Winchester floating
1: into heaven yeah. like, you, could, you could do some good work You're good, from time yeah to time um it's 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 a shame that it was wasted on um absorbing like a football player's magic energy or whatever but
2: i uh it's now it's time to to harass a widow chris i was very confused at the beginning of this did you think that this was brick Holmes' widow as well
1: i yes i did um and we were both technically correct but um yeah i thought that for sure okay this is like an older football player this is his widow that yeah, he, uh, he no, was retired
2: yeah absolutely yeah. Like i got i never never in a million years and they may have mentioned it but just i just assumed that it was his widow so like when the when the twist comes and we find out that it's he she's actually his widow and not his mom i was like wait a minute this was his mom the entire time <laughs> what
1: <laughs> yeah it's very confusing.
2: <laughs> Very confusing. confusing. Uh, So they interview the widow and don't really find out anything, right? Like, they just... uh, Yeah, there's
1: really no way to explain why he died. You know, no alcohol, no drugs. The roads were fine. He wasn't speeding, but then he just went off a bridge. Um, And, of course, so Dean's like, well, uh, do you have any new... Interests? It's basically, this is his equivalent of, like, any weird noises, any, uh you know, scratching on the walls, flickering lights, but it's yeah. any new interest? Fly yeah. fishing, you- stamp
2: collecting, the occult? <laughs> the occult? Can you smell brownies? Uh, She's like, the occult? Excuse me? Like, this old lady is very, you know, not cool with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, yeah, she did not really want to talk. Too, right?
1: <laughs> throws them out, yeah. It's not like... Get out of here and don't you come back! But she's like, okay, that's enough. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, this so is, oh, wait,
2: wait. This is also when uh, Sam does his stat nerd out thing, yeah. right? Because she's he's like, wow, Brick Holmes, you know, forty seven complete passes and blah blah blah, all stars. And like <laughs> Dean is just looking at him and. <laughs> like just in disgust like how do
1: you have the time to look at this we, he's like we, how do you how do you sound like a nerd even when you're talking about sports
2: <laughs> is this is this supposed to be kind of a nod to what sam has been doing for the year that he's been gone like do you think dean is disgusted because this is like casual sam stuff like i'll leave you to your own devices a year and you're going to farmer's market and you're in a, yeah. some, fucking, some fucking fantasy football league memorizing <laughs> stats you weird i didn't
1: think about that but it would make sense that like he started <laughs> watching new, football and if this guy thing. was such a pro maybe sam's like oh yeah i remember watching this guy when i was in college, and suddenly he's got this new passion for it. Um, still a huge dork. But yeah, as soon as they get outside after Sam's spiel is done, um, Dean checks his phone. And I loved the scene because he looks at his phone, he goes, Son of a bitch. Um, and <laughs> uh, I just kept, I was going to call him Jared. Sam says, Don't tell me someone just had their heart ripped out in Boulder. And then Dean mumbles, All right, then I won't tell you. And then, then they get in the car to go. <laughs> Dean's responsive. All right, then I won't tell you really got yeah, me.
2: It's really funny. I, I like that. Uh, in the house, uh, the, what is the old, what is the lady's name? What is, what is mom slash wife? Eleanor, Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor uh, runs into Randa, the, uh, the dancer. Um, the fuck? and th- there's this weird exchange where Randa says, you know, I like to stay close to the mothership and says that, you know, Brick's heart is inside me and I'm protecting Brick. And we've got to do this together. We're in this together and you could tell eleanor is very uncomfortable with this whole thing because uh you know randa is just being a little bit too much of a supervillain right now like it's a little bit cheesy yeah. over the top right yeah. here so um, i
1: was like okay so was that brick's wife this randa girl and she's like trying to bring him back to life or something i was trying to figure out a whole lot here
2: <laughs> i i didn't know idea what was that like i i mean i, I knew right but like it was just yeah. really weird to know like what this relationship was um they get a, Sam gets a phone call and it's our professor from the from the Amazon episode. Uh, yeah, Sam has to bribe him with a uh, full tenure, and yes, it does include health insurance <laughs> this time. Eventually, this dude is going to figure out that you don't give Sam Winchester information over the phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they find out it, it was he was speaking a dead dead Mayan language and are the the guy from like 47 hours ago it feels like now Jesus Christ but the dude who stabbed himself in the eye was uh speaking a dead Mayan language saying the divine god of cacao is born
1: uh and that's yeah that's the Mayan god of corn aka maize aka freaking crops and shit uh and because corn maize i just think it's funnier to call it corn but it's maize um corn? was so uh it was such a like a important part of the uh, Mayan culture, it uh he became a really powerful god and for some reason this football player is like um but Dean so they 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 figure out this dead language, they're excited about that. Dean has uh a lead on the next person because now they know um who has the organs, so they look at okay, the pattern says this, um, and this there's this dude in Phoenix, and we need to go to Phoenix and stop this guy.
2: But instead, uh, Dean's like, "I've already called the Phoenix cops." Which I'd love to hear that conversation. And mm-hmm. the dude has been missing for four days. But he, Dean says he wants to stay and explore the house. He wants to explore Brick's house because if it's related to Brick, that's where all of the all of their right. business is going to be.
1: Um. So yeah, they head to they head to Brick's house. They go into wait, his
2: room. Wait, wait, we we almost we almost Dean. Uh, while Dean is on the laptop, he also went into Sam's email and found an email about oh, being yeah. accepted back to college. And he's very, he got, gets in Sam's shit about it. And it's like, I can't believe you would even consider this. He's like, I'm not considering anything, Dean. I'm exploring my options. It's a very it's a very. This like is I, another one I'm where I was really. Bed, yeah, I I was, in the door situation.
1: I was really trying to figure out if I if I buy this or not. Like, would Sam? want to go back to school? I mean obviously he had the he had a drive to do it in season 1 and I don't know. I it's like, wouldn't he have maybe learned his lesson after he realized that he was going to Smamford, like, for real, and everybody that he knew was a demon, and this whole thing was orchestrated? Like, do you really want to just try college again after all that? I don't know. Well, There's a lot of stuff
2: where— If your new hot I, vet girlfriend is, like, encouraging you to get a job, you probably want to make it a little bit of
1: money. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. Um— and I do understand Sam wanting out of the life and saying like, screw this, I want to settle down, I want to be normal, but I I do have a hard time of him completely being like, I'm actually just going to be fully normal and like, not worry about monsters sneaking up on me in the middle of the night. Just like when, when Dean had his normal life with Lisa, we saw that he had all these like, you know, things set up in place to, uh in case of an emergency. I just have a hard time believing that Sam would just go back to school, but that's just me. Seems yeah, like he's been through too much shit. Now we're like, yeah, he wants to settle down. Yeah, he could get a job doing something normal. But like, maybe get a job at that farmers market. But like, pursuing higher education seems like it's sort of off the table for Sam Winchester. But that's just me.
2: Um, I, we're going to get into more of what this idyllic life looks like when we get to the flashback section because I have I have thoughts and opinions about this whole it's really sa- something. Sa- Sam is is leading like a, a normal life situation. Um, so the boys decide to break into Eleanor's house. Of course they do and they start exploring um Brick's bedroom and this is where it comes out that uh like Eleanor's all of Eleanor's clothes are in a closet next to Brick's
1: yeah including and, uh, the outfit that she was wearing when they interviewed her
2: yeah and, and 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 listeners if you're out there if you're not watching along with us they never showed a picture of this dude like i don't think that there was they must have said mom at some point <laughs> and i just missed it because the yeah. entire time i assumed that this was the chick this was Brick's widow and not his not his mom but apparently at some point they say they
1: they say to her, like, your son, do, did your son have any new interests or something?
2: I, I mean, all I heard was the, the clackety-clack of, of Sam writing down statistics <laughs> on a clipboard. <laughs> it must have been overwhelmed. <laughs> Can you sign my trading card? I know it's not Brick, but you, Brick's mom would be... Um, <laughs> They, they, so they find all these clothes, and this this is supposed to be the big reveal, but right, like something weird is going on with him and his mom. And Dean even makes like a look at the bed and, like, do you think? And Sam's like, oh, gross, Dean, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, Dean finds like this secret room in the back of the closet, and Sam says, I knew he would have one of these.
1: (laughs) Which just. I knew you would have a trophy room. I'm a whole new level of freak.
2: Because <laughs> I have one of these in my, in my perfect idealized existence. I have
1: a secret room in my closet full of sports memorabilia. What a
2: fucking weirdo. And it's all like, it's very weird sports memorabilia, too. Like, it's not just signed baseballs. It's no. cricket bats, and there's some sort of uh, medieval weaponry on the wall. There's Yeah, you got kendo stuff. swords.
1: You got NASCAR shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's all, all over, over the, the damn place. place. Yeah. Some of it looks really old. Some of it looks a bit newer. Um... Dean spies the one creepy old shoebox because somebody's on the frickin' job right now. Sam's having, you know, he's fangirling about all this sports shit that he suddenly cares about. While Dean finds the haunted shoebox tucked in the corner uh, and he takes it out and it's full of letters from or to and from this woman named betsy weirdly a lot of them seem to somebody named betsy so maybe this is her sports memorabilia room and not bricks because it seems like it would be weird that he was keeping letters that he wrote to somebody else um but who knows uh there's a little montage of the boys sort of going back and forth reading them and using their hunter (laughs) knowledge to piece together that this man has been an athlete through the ages this, um, this, this montage, by the
2: way, dearest Betsy, dearest Betsy, dearest Betsy, mm-hmm. dearest Betsy, dearest Betsy, like they keep repeating it in like weird. It's a very, um, th- this is very much like, a, like the, uh, when a, when somebody finds out a secret for the first time and it's found out they've been covering it up the entire time, except we don't know who Betsy is and we don't know what the secret is yet. Yeah, so none yeah. of it really makes sense. Uh, so it's really like kind of laughable to me. Um, they, they do find after all of this, they, uh, they, I think they go back. They leave, and uh, Sam has been researching because every one of these dearest Betsy letters was written like by an athlete on the on the eve of a momentous athletic occasion. Whether it was yeah, a boxing, except match. for the
1: last one, which just says, "I'm so tired of it all."
2: Yes, yeah. And uh, too bad he never got into esports. Huh? Like, he could yeah. Oh a, my god, he could have been a, a just a fucking killer. on if that He was Fortnite a freaking gamer. Oh my god, dude. What do you think? What do you think his game would be? Would it be called? Co- would it be COD? But it'd be the Fort.
1: I don't know. I feel would like be, he'd be playing be Overwatch. He seems like he's an Overwatch guy.
2: Oh, he does seem like he's an Overwatch guy. I like. I like Overwatch though. <laughs> uh, Sam kind of looks. At, he just puts pictures of these of these people side by side and says, "Don't they look a little bit alike?" And it's, it's like, these, "Oh my god, oh, they
1: do! Incredible, absolutely <laughs> incredible! These these just terrible. They're terrible Photoshop's, but they're also really great. They're great terrible Photoshop's. Yeah, and like." they're convincing, but it's just like the the man is different shades of horribly ugly in every photo because none of them are normal looking like his most recent football one, where his like hairline starts at his eyebrows. It's perfect. I love it.
2: Uh, Dean is doing a little bit of research on his side and he finds out that uh, these, these Mayans had these worshipers of cacao. uh, They had a ritual where they would eat the heart. They would eat people's hearts in order to uh, become athletic and to serve the God better. Um, putting this dude at maybe like over 900 years old yeah uh, sam's face when he hears this is it is like he has been worshiping this dude since season one is like this dude like it, this is the same face he made when john winchester cgi'd himself into heaven chris <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's the same he is he so can't bad. believe that his all-time favorite football player is actually an immortal Mayan warrior, I cannot believe that
2: i've been I've been hero worshiping a a heart eater this entire time. Wow, are you really surprised, Sam? Look at all the other relationships you've had. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect to happen? you're Sam winchester no- nothing good happens to you. Nothing good has happened. nothing to you in, like, good happens forever. to ever.
1: I'm just thankful that you didn't sleep with this monster,
2: <laughs> Jesus or the monster's mom for that matter oh um so sam finds out that this brick uh had a wife named betsy and uh of course it's also the mom who is pretending to be eleanor and when they confront her about it she basically lays everything on the table uh,
1: okay you think, you think that my late husband is like an ancient mayan ghost warrior yeah all right i'll come clean sure. yeah and this is this is where we get that weird twist of like i was his wife and it seemed like when we met he didn't even, he didn't really care about all this other stuff anymore. He didn't care about being the immortal athlete. He had actually found love. Um, but he still went on doing the sacrifices and then he reached a certain point where I was aging alongside of him. Every 10 years he would go into hiding and he would take up a new identity and she would always be his wife until she was too old. Uh, cause hot young fricking brick Thompson here, whatever the hell his name is, he couldn't Rick Holmes he he couldn't be dating an older lady so Rick like Holmes.
2: I've got so many I've got so many issues about this this entire conversation Chris I have so many issues like number 1 she pre- started pretending to be his mom in her 40s and like the pictures that we saw earlier just look like a balding dude in his 40s so I don't know like this where guy this guy looks dude like he looks old. Off. Like I'm sorry that you're that you're not dating an 18 year old anymore Brick.
1: Right. <laughs> it's not like I think uh I think Tom Brady from the New England Patriots is is a pretty like he's pushing 40 or he's in his 40s but like he still looks pretty young so you could say yeah whatever no no big deal you, you uh an older dude playing football but you look great this guy looks like he like he's old he looks like an old man
2: also uh this chick seems to be feeling like eleanor seems to be feeling like it's totally okay that she just hung out with this dude for the last 60 years and just put up with the heart eating like this dude literally yeah. was eating hearts once a year and he and she's like yeah but i got a dope house in boulder though like this is pretty yeah, cool this is tight this is tight this is uh good. and she even says you right
1: she says you must think i'm a monster and dean just says no you just married one um and she's like mm, she just kind of nods like mm, yeah i did yeah, um yeah, totally did. It, she has to be worried that they're gonna fucking kill her right now because yeah. she,
2: she let so many people die yeah she sure did um Unless also, also his maiden name. She didn't name know was, about it. She, no, she she says that she knew about it. She just she just pretended she didn't. She just ignored it for the ah, whole time. Ah. Um, also, she says that his maiden name was Inyo. Which
1: oh yeah doesn't come up again, but she does point it out. Yeah, yeah, thanks. She guys. was like, yeah, a thousand years ago, my uh, my late husband. <laughs> he uh he used to play uh blood ball or whatever they played and uh, you know sacrificed (laughs) skulls to gods or something um but you know he played football recently
2: and she's uh she she goes into this thing where she's like oh i'm just you have no idea how hard it is for me, and I'm like, you let so many people's hearts get eaten, girl. Like I have a, not very much sympathy for yeah. the heart eating adjacent motherfucker in this <laughs> See, episode.
1: <laughs> all like the twists, even the premise of this episode is stupid as hell. But I still liked a lot of the uh, the moments of it. So when I say I enjoyed this episode, this is I don't mean I thought it was good. I just had fun with it. But yeah, it's sure, stupid yeah. as
2: hell. This whole this whole like football player plotline is just so ridiculous to me. Um, she, she, so Dean says like, okay, well, or she says that she, you don't realize what the burden is. And I think that's why he killed himself that night. It's because he was, he was going off and he, I, I, that's, that's the reason he was doing this was to release me from my burden. And Dean says, well, that's great. But she just gave us eight monsters to deal with instead of once. And, uh, which is a good point until she says, well, I think that this is all I've was with him for a long time. And I think you really have to focus on the heart and I know where to tell you to go get the heart. And, uh, so (laughs) that's when they roll up to the bunny hole chris
1: the bunny hole um which they don't mention that name but it's prominently displayed
2: in the shot how does dean not say the bunny hole in this episode because that would definitely be what's going on in the intro did they
1: edit that in later it doesn't look like it's a, it's an effect. It looks like that sign is really there. Whose decision was it to put that sign there? Was it Jensen's? Did he say this will be funny? He didn't write the episode. So I don't know, but I think that it's very weird and it's very funny, but it's weird that nobody says anything about nobody it. Nobody
2: ca- mentions it. Nobody also mentions the fact that uh the bunny hole features a regular dancer called exotic angel fire
0: yes just saying
2: just saying everybody that (laughs) sign was really funny up front look just looking at that from the side with some side eyes that's all i'm saying uh they break into this the strip club and dean has this very weird moment where he like stops and makes a big old sniff and it was like you smell that sammy and i'm like (laughs) Is it just person sweat and BOs he has just like smell that? Sam just goes, You're gross. What do you think happens in the back of a strip club? Like like this is not like, they just change clothes and like I don't clean know.
1: themselves from the He's dirty guy's pole. He's Ugh. a weird guy. Um, but this Dude, is this is where Dean so is like, Alright, Sam, you know what we gotta do. Let's you know, let's get to work and Sam is like If you insist Dean, he just takes off his jacket and starts unbuttoning his shirt. He totally got the wrong idea. That didn't happen in the episode. I'm I was just about kidding, to really. say. I was
2: looking through my notes, trying looking to keep through your notes, it. be like, did <laughs> Sam strip? No, this is same? this is the
1: episode where the boys strip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Magic Mike had just hit. It was huge.
2: Oh man, I love that shit. Uh, instead, luckily, the strip club is empty. But uh, Randa comes out onto the stage, and
1: uh, she is, and then she goes, "Smell that!" Smell. <laughs> this Dean's this like, "That's sticker. what I said." And Sam's like, "You're both gross," and he starts taking off his clothes again she is
2: wearing some pretty egregious uh examples of cultural appropriation with this like Mm -hmm. really shitty like pseudo feather thing hanging off Mm -hmm. of her ear or something like that's Mm -hmm. none of that is cool but she Mm -hmm. basically says like hey uh you know you're none of this is going to end well with from you and that's when uh her friend the 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 big boy from earlier the episode and Paul, Paul, Paul from Minneapolis. Uh, so
1: let's just say, I, she just summons the other organs sure, to her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's how they got She there, summons
1: the organs, and the people who are carrying those organs show up. So we get Paul, we get some other random dude, and then we get the guy that Dean was looking for in Phoenix. And we know that, not because we saw his face when Dean was looking for him, but because he says, I'm the guy you were looking for in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's so funny to me. It's that it's, for, it's for us. Knew. It's
1: a reminder for what us, so that know? we, yeah. And weirdly enough, like I was like, oh yeah, that's that guy the team was looking for. Nice detail. But then he just says, "I'm not the guy you were looking for, Phoenix."
2: I love the exposition in this. This is so good. Uh, they quickly wipe the floor with with the brothers. Sam pretty much gets knocked out and is out of the picture for like. A I don't little know where while. Sam
1: goes because he's so large. He's got how so it, much how hair. He not in
2: every shot. Like he's so big. Uh, he's.
1: It's just ridiculous. unconscious on the ground apparently like these dudes remember episode one where dean breaks into sam's apartment and sam does martial arts he yes. can take a hit and he can deliver hits here he got like smacked by a, a strong organ and he's just out for the count
2: <laughs> big ass little organ
1: <laughs> uh,
2: uh also uh sam only seems to do karate nowadays when he is uh, 13 years old like that's mm-hmm. the only time we ever see Sam with doing the putting on the j- the new jujitsu. Jiu- and moves. I know
1: it's because like Jared Padalecki doesn't know karate, and you don't need to have him doing anything like super intense. Yeah. But like, I think it's just his jackets are so big and his hair so long, it would just look really funny watching them do like karate. <laughs>
2: imagine, imagine Sam Winchester in a gi and trying to k- oh my god. <laughs>
1: when is when do they okay season 14 please yeah. give us the martial arts tournament episode <laughs> where sam has to fill in for somebody while dean just, investigates just the a tournament
2: series, a series of mr miyagi jokes just from dean oh just constant God. mr miyagi jokes from dean oh my,
1: i i want them to make that episode and i want them to play it straight <laughs> not for laughs it's oh man, that sam so really has to put on a gi. <laughs> and really fight okay i'm getting distracted a, is there
2: is there a scene where sam has to go out and find the geek cuz they don't have one in his size yes. in this town yes. like there's a series yes. of, and it's got a big go moose print ball. on the back yes oh my god <laughs> the moose, they call it the moose of course oh of course they oh do oh my god um just a just a random aside in the uh in the duckfeed slack there's a uh, slack has these things called like a slack bot responses where if you say a, a certain phrase or mm-hmm. a certain combination of letters it will automatically respond to you And you can you can switch them up so like the response can be one of if you put them on different lines it it will just randomly pick one of the lines, so people have a thing of you know summon the summon the doggos and it shows a random picture of uh, of a dog which is really nice. (laughs) So lately somebody has put in uh, summon the moose and uh and i don't know that it's happened yet because i'm not i don't i don't read every single post on the duck feed slack but i've put probably four or five pictures of sam winchester kind (laughs) of sporadically in there i'm just waiting i'm waiting to get tagged one day when someone summons the moose and it's just a picture of jared badalecki (laughs) i love it i love (laughs) it um so they knock out sam they subdue dean and this shit goes on like a real long tangent about how she was a shy girl Uh, And now she realizes that uh, tearing out hearts is just like sex and how she's going to do it and going to show Dean his beating heart before he dies. And uh, luckily, Sam comes through with the A-plus maneuver of smashing a bottle over a dude's head right over that
1: organ's head
2: it's right over the now, organ's listener head. if
1: you if you listen to our podcast and you don't watch the show it's not just like two guys it's just two huge organs unidentif- unidentifiable flesh organs we don't know what they Pulse. are holding Pulse. dean down and that's what sam hits with the bottle
2: i uh t- <laughs> this is so ridiculous because everybody just freaks out and this chick- yeah. are, she, she's like fingertip deep into dean's chest at this point mm-hmm. like he is doesn't squorman. rip his
1: t-shirt though Thank God. Oh, whew.
2: Yeah, it might have messed up that tattoo, and that would have been a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Um But she's distracted for long enough for Dean to reach down, grab the knife that it was in his boot, or in his shoes, or whatever in his
1: front pocket, in his front funnel, front his low regular, pocket. Regular, like his it's a cell phone, pocket. but it's just a long combat knife.
2: <laughs> and he uh he he stabs her in the heart, which uh, immediately drops the other two strong boys, and uh she starts freaking out with the the red CGI magic, and eventually uh dies. Which kind of looks dope. I liked, I liked all of this. this was yeah, really that cool. effect was really cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, didn't like the, need the, any other effects, really. You know, I think the, the pulling out the heart, I mean, it's a practical effect that they're doing, so this was really the only thing they needed. And they did a good job with it.
2: Uh, she dies. They go back to the widow. They fill the widow in. The widow is very nonplussed about this whole thing. She's like, yeah, I figured this could end up one of two ways. Either you guys were coming back to tell me that you had killed her, or she was coming back to kill me. Like, that's what I've kind of figured mm-hmm. was happening. So, see you later. I'm still living in my big later. house in Boulder. By the way, I let yeah. hundreds of people die throughout the years because my husband has a heart-eating thing.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm complicit in hundreds of murders.
2: You guys can't see any other the podcast, but I'm literally waving goodbye from Eleanor. Bye, Eleanor. Bye, the, the, the weird Bye, heart-eater sympathizer,
1: you weirdo. Shit yeah uh, um, uh boys head back into the car and dean is happy and i don't know if he's pushed She's like oh, it's a forced happiness because he wants sam to get into it too but he's like we won we saved the people we hunted the thing i don't know if that first part is true but they hunted the thing for sure they, um, they didn't
2: save any people that's for sure all of the people I just, are like, dead you know health not paul they hunted the thing though
1: yeah. he he didn't he didn't mean to kill anybody. He had a, a monster organ in him. He didn't know. It's not his fault. He was just trying to get healthy. Uh, but he's dead too now, I guess. Or that organ exploded, and maybe he got a new organ, a fresh one. I don't know if he deserves to die or be punished. It wasn't his fault. There was magic involved. Anywho, Dean is excited. He's celebrating, Um, and he says he he like he relates to all of that uh, brick Holmes stuff because he he knows what it feels like to be a warrior. This is that's what this is. But Sam is like, yeah, man, I'm not so sure. When we find Kevin, I'm freaking done, bro. Um, he he wants... Sam, I guess this is the first time he really says it out loud since um, they got back together, is that he wants to go back to that normal life. He had that normal life, and it was really nice. And I can't begrudge him for that, because who would want to like be in a sweaty car all day with your brother like hunting super dangerous monsters when he could just be like cuddling on the couch smooching with your gf with your dog you know (laughs) but um it's still like you know it's kind of a bummer it's kind of a drag dean is like you're killing my vibe bro so um sam just sort of wistfully looks out the window and then we are treated to a um a high highly saturated flashback
2: is it is it a flashback or is it just a mirage is it just like oh a my god fantasy? is he just
1: having a weird daydream i, I assumed he was having a flashback because it, he got so treated, emotional
2: it's very treated like it's very much treated like a flashback but i'll be honest with you like this isn't how life is like this isn't and this i've really been wanting to this isn't the main part of our this, <laughs> this idea of sam like saying like i have a normal life and this is what i want i had that for a year and then thinking that this is what a normal life is like Sam like granted you found a you found a nice girl, and you obviously have dated her to the point where she you know allows you to have sex with her, and you guys have a dog together, and that is great, but that is not what life is like you you have to kind of stick it out through the log hole you have to have a job you have to have you have yeah. to do something with your life you can't just like sit around and mooch off your vet girlfriend like this this weird moment in the park where he's kind of frantically looking for her and then finds her in this like clearing and she's like haven't you ever seen a birthday cake before happy birthday sammy and he's just so taken aback like this yeah. isn't
0: real
1: this can't i can't be- tell if it's a daydream that he's having or if he's like remembering things in a highly idealized way i think it's um,
2: presented as supposed to be a uh, a flashback but i am 100 percent confident this is just a daydream the saturation Sam. is this so is high happened. and i
1: keep saying that like the grass is so green the sky is so blue and like even his hair is like the color on it is super turned up um but he's wearing like a colorful shirt and he runs after his dog into this clearing and she's sitting there with a birthday cake. It's right. It sounds like this would just be a daydream. It is very silly either way afterwards the reason that made me think it was a memory was that afterwards it you know cuts back from this ridiculous hypersaturated scene um to sam looking out the window and he smiles a little bit and then he sort of like turns back away from the camera and he has tears in his eyes and i thought that that was actually a very convincing look more yes. than the this dumb flashback or more than anything he's really said about how he liked having a normal life and going to farmers markets and all this stuff none of that Really communicated as much as he's able to communicate right here with the tears in his eyes, just a little bit, just a little bit. And I thought, oh man, this dude like actually like really loves that chick, or he really misses that life. And you know, when you miss somebody, it, you get that little that twinge of pain, like it's a happy memory, but it makes him feel sad to to think about it because he doesn't have it right now. So for like the last two seconds before the credits hit, I was like, oh shit, I actually kind of I kind of feel for you, Sam. Sorry, man.
2: I actually I really like the the ending, like you said, with the 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 crying, and then also as he's remembering he has this big smile on his face and then as he comes back as we go come back from the flashback slash daydream slash this never fucking happened sam yeah um but they go back we see him in the car and like his smile fades out it just kind of just like drifts off it reminds me almost the opposite of that scene i think it's in season i think it's in season six um where uh frank had told maybe it was season seven frank told dean just to fake it and we get that really great dean trying to put a smile on his face what a good
1: what a good scene that was
2: oh yeah dude gives me chills just thinking about it this feels like a like the opposite of that to to a degree where sam is he's actually genuinely feeling these emotions and then he realizes where he is and he just drops them all and he's like oh i'm in this shitty situation again
1: yeah and there's no like big tears or anything it's just you know watery eyes and i think it it was it was very convincing the smile was convincing the fading smile was convincing and the like little touch of tears there was very convincing i like that um which is great, because, we, like you said, it's, it's so ridiculous. Happy birthday, Sam. Haven't you ever had a birthday cake before? Uh, it's very silly. But then they pull back to reality. and it, Either if that's a memory or a daydream, either way, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, it was very silly. And the, the effect is that Sam is, is missing something that he doesn't have anymore. And I think at this point, he's, he's totally imagining that he can go back and be with her. Amelia, I think her name is.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely um which i mean we haven't seen we don't know what the the status of this relationship is you know we we haven't all we saw was him sneaking out of her bedroom presumably their bedroom um at the beginning of season 8 episode 1 and so we haven't seen any like you know,
1: phone calls yeah. or anything like that. Presumably, he left her a note. She watched Hopefully. him leave and didn't yeah, she, get up. She
2: knows that he left. Uh, and it's maybe as if she always knew so this was going to happen. Yeah, like who who knows what he's told her? Like we don't know any of that stuff yet, so it's hard to say whether or not um, this life could be waiting for him in the ba- waiting for him if he just quits. I, I feel like any person would be like, okay, well you did this once. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be with somebody who can just leave me at the drop of a hat because somebody makes a phone call and doesn't include me in their lives after that. Like, that's ridiculous. No matter how much you're trying to quote unquote protect me, but who knows what's going to happen. It's it's season eight. Anything could happen.
1: Anything could happen.
2: Any final thoughts on this episode, Chris?
1: I liked it more than I should, because this is one of the dumbest monster of the week storylines they've ever done. Um, But I think maybe I had, uh, I had, an open mind because I knew Jensen was directing it. So I wanted to look for the positives and, um, I found them, I found them where I needed them. It's just a stupid story. It is. Um,
2: I would like this a lot more if it didn't involve a, uh, superhero athlete that's a thousand years old. Um, like this would fit real well if this was a, uh, it a, like a like a serial killer, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, yeah um
1: even if it was this like a thousand year old thing that was like surviving through yeah. different people or whatever, you know like they could have done something with it that was not just this one athlete, and then people got his organs, but um whatever
2: and uh i like and, and again, there was just too much kind of fiddling around with with police stuff for for my taste, like I got kind of bored right. at the beginning with that stuff, because it usually when they do that stuff they they bring out some funny to to get us through it, and I didn't feel like any of that was there like it was it was just it was just like okay we got to go through the motions so that the boys can figure out where to go next and then they did that um but i think i, I liked it more talking to you about it like as i usually do uh but just man, some the, the the actual plot is just the dumbest stuff we have faced in quite some time. This is the <laughs> yeah. dumbest monster of the week up in a long time. It
1: works, but it's yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> competent. it's not. Yeah. It's not like they like. It just had all these dangling plot threads. Like everything was was wrapped up tightly, but we didn't oh, yeah, really like what they wrapped <laughs> it up.
2: Has, it has to be because uh, none of these characters are ever going to appear in the story again. <laughs> so they have to get rid of all of these uh, people. The only other person that, that really we have left dangling is Eleanor, and she's just got to find herself another heart eater to date. that's which is going to be right. tough when you're over 70 it's a tough thing to put on your okay cupid profile eleanor yeah yeah (laughs) i like i like long walks on the beach and watching my mate eat hearts so he can stay (laughs) alive i am giving eleanor a lot of shit this episode she doesn't deserve it um (laughs) thank you everybody for listening uh it's always a pleasure thank you to the people over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for supporting the episode directly uh if you want to do that you definitely should it's a good time to be had um if you want to talk to the show talk to us on twitter at motwcast if you are a patron you should go jump in the discord and talk to us over there that place has been kind of growing and we've been having a lot of fun with the new people joining in so thank you for that uh chris where are you at on twitter nowadays
1: i am at local bones on twitter
2: i'm at jg greer thank you again for listening we'll be back next week with another episode of monster of the week i was just talking for a while there so i got the whole outro done so.
1: i figured you wouldn't that's why i didn't want to say anything because i was like any second now he might pop back in he might pop back in <laughs> it was hilarious. nothing
2: i was just like talking <laughs> but i finally realized i was like what do i do i don't understand what um, i do now
1: what is Good this episode, um
2: man. that was
1: fun i could probably have done with less coffee but being able to record in the day when i'm awake and not burned out from work was a brilliant feeling
2: Hey, if you want to start waking up at like four in the morning and doing these first things, I was
1: just—I was saying that to Steve. I was like, "What would it be weird if I like said to Jared we were walking?" And I was like, "I'm always so tired when I get home from work." Um, I was like, "Would it be weird if I tried to do it before work?" And he's like, "I don't know, not really." He's like, "I like do a bunch of stuff in the morning." Yeah. See, the way that I am, I wake up and I basically go to work. Like, I don't have any time to do anything. Um, I don't know something to think about. I guess.
2: Yeah, we could try it. I'm a uh, I'm into it. Like, if it's. Especially with the weather, like the weather being 100,000 degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to, if you want to, you know, make a run for that next week sometime, we can definitely do it. I'm up extremely early usually and I'm, I have coffee here. Like I can be up and awake, so.
1: Would be a, it would probably be a good use of time. (laughs) But yeah, I recorded a podcast before I went to work and now I'm nice and awake and lively before work. We just have to like keep the time down.
2: Yeah, that, I think that would be the that would be the problem is having the deadline on it and not being able to. Because yeah. Autumn and I were talking about, um, and she's been listening to um, it was some podcast. I don't remember what it was, but they're they're always like at, at the end they're like, okay, we're approaching our time and podcast, yeah. and they're always saying stuff like podcasts are really expensive to make, and it's because they rent space, they rent a podcast studio in, in L.A. to, to oh. record their podcast, and I was like, yeah, y'all fucking yeah. up
1: though. <laughs> that ain't the way to do it though, dude. I got this. I'm just looking, I was looking over it. My side, this freaking huge lamp from my dad. It is an ornate, heavy-duty, serious lamp. Because I just asked my parents, "Do you guys have any extra lamps? I need one for uh, my podcast room. I'm trying to make this into a real room." And my dad was like, "Oh yeah, I got one. It used to be beside my bed." I was like, "Fuck yeah, dad!" And he gave it to me. And it's a nice lamp, but it-,
3: it. Oh god, I lost you again. Maybe it's a good. Maybe it's a good one.
2: I don't know. This doesn't feel like my internet this time. This feels like his internet for some reason, which is very strange. Chris, can you hear me? Well, well, well. Well, well, well.
3: How are you? Can you hear me? I can. Oh, no. (sighs) Fucking Discord. Let's try that again. Hello? Hey. There you are. I had to mute and unmute. Same. Same, 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 same. Turn some lights
2: on here. All right. I was extremely worried about recording today because um, Rosie is just basically a, like a 20 pound puppy. And right. She's just been going crazy, but she is curled up on the bed behind me. Just all sweet looking. Hopefully she doesn't get too excited about hunks. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that doesn't run in the family, huh?
1: <laughs> let's get these notes up alright oh you know what I didn't do is write a road so far
3: alright what uh, happened last time <laughs> supernatural look at these two monsters behind me over here oh my god
1: <laughs> That's, uh, that is so- so much dog because it looks like it's just one long dog
3: <laughs> and i'm missing the third dog so do we still use podcast notes on here
1: yeah ah uh, this yes we do i left you a little present in there the other day
2: i saw that <laughs> that was the the bitmoji yeah yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's yes autumn thought that shit was highly amusing <laughs> she was all of the bitmoji stuff she thought was hilarious <laughs> She said, I'm glad you have such a funny friend is what she told me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, did you see this tweet from Niz? Which one? Um I'll I'll text it to you, but you have to look at the second picture too. Oh
1: my god. That second pick.
2: <laughs> that second picture is fucking great. I guess I need to go put that in the show notes. Hold on.
1: How are you doing, Chris Mosier? I'm doing okay. A little anxious about going away tomorrow now, but, uh,
2: you know. That's right. You're, uh, you have your vacay planned. Mm hmm. Trip to Maine. Going to eat some lobster.
1: I don't know. Some challenge. Um, my newest concern is that my credit card will not work because it expires in August, and it's August so do you have a new one <laughs> uh nope they haven't sent me a new one yet so
2: would they i mean i guess it, you probably won't expire till the end of the month
1: that's what i was hoping i was thinking i would even just buy something online like
2: now to with find out with it yeah. and
1: just see if it works because uh like i don't know if that's what happened when i tried to use netflix because i use my dad's netflix account um and i think that his credit card expired they probably send him a new one
2: but um, according to com, credit card expiration dates printed on cards usually consist of a month and year only. In such cases, the cards remain valid until the last calendar day of that month. If, right. for example, an expiration date reads 619, this means it can be used until midnight on June 30th, 2019.
1: Fuck yeah. All right. There you go. Spindy all gamer. Because right. the, other, the other issue that I had was I looked up reviews and it's like a small like... Uh, motel, hotel, whatever it is, run by like one yeah, person. Right? <laughs> so there's plenty. Well, it's not even that. It's like a family business, and there's like a lot of negative reviews as well. People who didn't like enjoy their stay, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So now I'm just focusing on the negative because that's what I do because I'm an anxious person. I mean, all you're going to do is, um, is
2: you're going to drive over and you're going to find like a couple places to eat and drink and like have a great time, right? Like that's
1: that's what yeah. this vacation is, huh? That's all it is. I just focus on the negative because that's how I am. And Justice Car is probably. Not going to be drivable. It didn't pass inspection because it's so old. Um, Well, it's not even that it's old because she does take good care of it. But it's... um, The check engine light is on and it automatically will fail inspection if that's on. So she's at the shop as we speak, having it looked at. And if it doesn't work, then tonight I will drive to Rhode Island and then drive back here. And then tomorrow we will drive to Maine. And then on Sunday I will drive back from Maine to Rhode Island and then back to Massachusetts. So it's going to be fun. Rhode Island is like an hour away. Is that right? It's, so yeah, she's an hour south. And where we're going is only an hour north Yeah, of me. I did that her. today. <laughs> <laughs> I did, oh, like, yeah, a, you I did drive like a three and a half hour place. round trip today. <laughs> I forgot that's your, like your life.
2: Yep, that's it. That's me. My, um, I bought my car in 2014. Um, already I bought it in 2015 because I think it's a 2014 and a half. Like Toyota had a weird half year model. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got 124,000 miles on it. Damn. My truck has, I got my, my truck has 230 something. Um, Jesus, but I don't, I don't drive the truck very often anymore. Now that I have the car and Autumn's got a company car.
1: I got 23,000 on my car. When did I get it? Three years ago. I have had my car for three years. um, that's not too bad. I like, I don't drive that much anymore. So
2: (laughs) I would, the idea of living someplace where I didn't have to drive all the time is so appealing to me. Mm -hmm. Like I would, man, I I just, after doing it for this much, for this long, for like the last 10 years, I'm just, I'm, I'm real done with it.
1: My issue is, um, well, living around here is everything is close together. Um, certainly compared to, I would assume to Louisiana, but all you do is just sit like i work 15 minutes away and it takes me an hour to get home
2: yeah that sucks we have um we have v- bad traffic baton ridge is especially bad it's during specific times but uh the, that's the good thing about my job is i get to kind of create my own schedule so i just make sure that i'm i try my best to make sure that i'm not in high traffic areas uh in the worst parts of the time worst parts of the day so So uh, I was playing No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. and um, that game is huge, right? There's all kinds of shit that you can do in it. Um, it from your limited time that you have played it, I know like you, you, your suit has s- slots, right? Like you have a certain amount of yeah, slots in your yeah. inventory to to store stuff. Um, you can encounter drop pods on the planets that will uh, that you can repair, and they'll give you an extra slot. So like you feed it, you know, certain minerals or certain things, and you know you get a free slot in your inventory, which is great. I think you start out with 24 slots. you can max out at 48. Uh, I've been playing this game for 30 hours on this save, by the way, not counting all <laughs> of my previous saves. Um, I'm about 35 hours deep. I just realized that if you go to excuse me, if you go to one of the vendors on every space station, any space station that you go to has an option for you to buy an extra inventory slot. Oh and they're they're not really expensive, especially since I'm thirty hours deep. I was walking around with like eight million bucks um like it's and it starts at five thousand and then goes to like ten and then twenty and then it doubles all the way up to like a hundred thousand and then just goes up to one hundred ten hundred twenty and it goes all the way up to like two hundred and fifty thousand before you max it out uh, so I felt real dumb that I hadn't been noticing that
1: so <laughs> Because we—that's like the key to playing literally any game—is is finding out that one simple thing that you've oh, been missing so this whole much, time. Chris,
2: there's so much. Me and uh, me and Patty do or nothing but DM one another like stupid shit that we keep finding that we didn't know about. Um, but I so ever since you since they're at every space station, I went through like all of the space stations that I'd been to before and just teleported back to them, and then bought the slot and then teleported to the next one and got like you know five or six slots that way um autumn every time i talk about this autumn corrects me and she goes it's not slots it's slits i like to say slits and i now oh i'm just God. so very confused because it sounds so dirty when you say i bought extra slits yeah yeah uh, <laughs> i can't tell if i like that or not i really i started off not liking it but now every time i think about it i laugh so it's coming around yeah i guess, you get a little slits, man. I autumn is winning um <clears throat> so then i ran out of space stations to go to and i was like oh i've got an idea so i've just been joining random multiplayer games uh, which puts you like in somebody's star system, and then just going to their space station, buying the slot slash slit, and then leaving, and then joining another person's random person. Oh my god! <laughs> so this this new puppy, um Autumn had to get up at like four this morning to leave to go to Hattiesburg, and I, I didn't have to leave for a little while, but the dog wouldn't go back to sleep. Like it was five in the morning, and like the dog would not sleep. So I was like, "Fuck it, might as well get up and, and game." So I spent yeah. all morning maxing out my Exosuit slots or slits, and I'm very, Hell very excited. Hell yeah! Gotta about get
1: it. those slits. Maybe maybe I'm gonna play that when we finish here. Good. I'll have, probably have a couple of hours to kill before I go driving. I've been playing Oblivion as as I told you, and I ran into some fan made content because I have all these mods. Um, well, the two mods that I'm that I'm rocking is just this one. It's called Triple O, and it like basically makes it a better video game. Um, reworks a lot of like the systems and the weapons and it adds lots of new monsters and fun stuff like that so some you know someone who's played the game for hundreds of hours over the years can have you know a new experience the other one i got was called better cities and it revamped all the cities in the game so they were better and had more people in it and it, they seemed more accurately realistic named, I guess. accurately named <laughs> but some of them had and i think it's from better cities had like fan-made content and i went into one of the towns and everybody's talking in these really thick French accents, and I couldn't tell if they were, like, just native French speakers who didn't speak English and they were reading English dialogue, or if it was, like, a robot voice programmed to have a French accent. It was really strange, Um because the person added in, like, sex workers and all this stuff, and, like, a weird, there was cutscenes of not sex worker stuff, of, like, your character having visions, and it was a whole lot. It made me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, no Um doubt. So I was like, okay, I don't want to do any of this. I'm going to go do Oblivion's main quest, because I haven't done that since I was 16 years old. Uh And I went in, you go into the Oblivion gates, you're in hell, and when you close an oblivion gate like when you defeated all the monsters or whatever and you get up to the top of this tower you grab this sigil stone and once you uh grab it or attack it whatever the hell you have to do to it it like makes the whole world or the oblivion like plane crumble and then you go back to the normal world and hooray, you, you close the gate you save the day um because of the mods that i have the difficulty was way higher going through this the oblivion gate. And I finally got up to the top after f- like for three hours fighting my way through. Um, not that many enemies. It just took me that long. I finally got to the top and went to activate the sigil stone and nothing happened. And I tried like every console command in the book to make this thing work and it just, it would not work. Um, So super frustrated and I was like, okay, clearly it's, this is a mod issue. Something, something I have installed has, has fucked with this in some way. And I uninstalled or whatever, um, disabled that better cities mod and it finally worked, and I was able to do it. This was after hours of trying. And I went back to the city that I had been in before with all those French-speaking sex workers. And I have never been so relieved in my life to find that they were gone and everything was back to normal. And I realized that I was definitely better off without any of that weird shit. <laughs> it's been weird. a pain trying to... Um, I couldn't unlock certain locked chests in the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Like I wouldn't, If it was a locked chest, I couldn't interact with it. And I thought... Maybe it's because, like, my skill level is too low, so it's just saying, like, don't even frickin' try, brother. Because uh, I could unlock doors, that wasn't an issue, but with chests, if they were locked, then the lock screen thing wouldn't pop up, which was super annoying. So I had to start using console commands where everything would like, click on a chest and unlock it. And, like, that was sort of ruining the fun a little bit, but I think all that stuff now works because of that one mod being removed.
2: Weird. Yeah. That's that's what I've always been... um terrified with uh about putting any kind of mods on like i used to like when i was yeah. a big pc gamer like i was i was kind of into that scene and um i distinctly remember and I, I may have told you this story before but like me and my um my dad like i was probably 14 or 15 when quake came out mm-hmm. and it came out on like you know shareware sites basically so i was like stayed up all night downloading this over like a dial-up modem and then uh like installed it on all of his PCs. so like we would all play quake and i remember getting like the the grappling hook mod for that game and uh very quickly realized like oh yeah like this is great because i can just grappling hook to the top and because these fuckers are too too much of a scrub to use the mouse look like they're still using left and right like doom controls like in the directional pad i'm just shooting for them from above and they can't fucking do anything about it (laughs) Not realizing that what that does is make nobody want to play Quake Quake with you anymore. So that, you shot my own self in the foot. <laughs> yeah, But I remember happens. just like modding the shit out of Quake and eventually just breaking it to the point where it wouldn't even run anymore. And nowadays, that's like funny. I just, I can't imagine having the patience for it. Like I just want to sit down, I want to play a video game and I want it to mm-hmm. be done. Like I, I don't want any anything that's intrusive.
1: I can't believe I, I went through the minimal amount of effort to get Oblivion running. I tried it in high school because I back on myspace did you use myspace i did not
2: i was around for myspace uh my Mm -hmm. mom had a myspace interesting (laughs) that's probably still floating out there autumn has a myspace that um she can't she no longer has access she set it up with her uh college email which Uh she no longer has access to so she can't log in to change the password or do anything with it so like good luck finding autumn's myspace page everybody it's still there mine mine
1: still exists but like everything is formatted there's basically nothing but my profile picture there Mm -hmm. um which thankfully isn't, like, too bad. But I you used to be able to make, like, bulletin posts, I guess, which is not that different than, like, making a tweet now. Like, But it was, like, it would show up on, like, the bulletin board, and everybody you follow um, or were friends with on there, like, they could see that, and their stuff would post there. So you could make bulletin posting, and you click on it like it was, like, opening a forum almost, and okay. then you could comment back. It was weird. Um, but Dylan used to always post pictures of him fighting like ice yetis in oblivion and i was like brother i know we don't know each other that well but you gotta give me the deets on this like what is going on here and he was like oh they're pc mods so like ever since then because me and Dylan, we, we didn't even really know each other well back then but ever since then i was like i gotta i gotta see this shit i gotta get these mods could not ever get it to work as a as a teen as an adult apparently i i got it to work but there's been a handful of issues so what happens when you're playing a game from 2006
2: of course yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have a a couple of issues along the way. I would take there's there's some mods for No Man's Sky that uh like there's some stuff that cleans up the UI. There's one that makes storms less frequent. Although they seem Ooh. to be patching that out, uh, patching No that Man's in just, mods. Uh, there's there's just a bunch of them. Like you can mod the vehicles to look like different stuff. Of course, because of course, oh, you, you get can. the
1: warthog from Halo, bro.
2: Yeah, you can totally get the warthog from Halo. Hashtag I saw, I,
1: gamers who game, bro.
2: Called <laughs> that in the essay thread today, I think, or maybe the other day, <laughs> but yeah. That's i don't know funny. man like i i I just i don't know like I'd, i just want to play the game like i, I don't want to i feel like i would spend all my time looking at the mods and what they do mm-hmm. and not actually playing the game like the game just like everyone talks about with pc gaming where you spend more time like optimizing it than you do actually playing it playing it yeah, yeah but.
1: that's an issue um i did that a lot even on just When I had my Xbox One and I was playing Skyrim, I was like, oh, I have access to mods now. I probably spent like 15 hours just like looking at mods, testing them out, seeing if I like them, uh, trying to see what was wrong with them, why the performance sucked. Like, it's like, what am I doing?
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I don't want to do if I Mm -hmm. I did this. I am like, I'm waiting on uh, Skyrim VR to go on like that less than $10 sale. Like, I don't particularly like Skyrim, but I think Skyrim VR would be an interesting experience. So, I don't know. I don't know how that would ever control, like, that seems like a real inventory-heavy game towards the VR, but... Everything in the
1: inventory is, like, like you just push into a direction, and it, like, brings you to stuff. So, it's not, like... I think it would actually be pretty easy to handle that inventory. Um...
3: All right, did you finish the race so far?
1: Oh, yeah, I freaking did. I couldn't tell you my boring story about Oblivion if I was still writing. Hey, I don't know, man. I'm
2: just, I'm asking questions here. I'm not, I don't know the answers that I'm gonna get. You don't gotta yell I'm, at me. Well, I'm giving answers.
1: All right, I'm ready. Uh, one ch- the Winchester's one chance to close the gates of hell forever is up in the air. That was pretty brief. That was, that was kind of a brief outline good, of what's though, going on. really good.
2: I, um, I've been spending this time very wisely trying to find my notes because we were talking about No Man's Sky and I got distracted and didn't um, find my notes, so I'm desperately good, trying to good. open them up. Uh, this is good podcasting right
3: here, everybody.
1: Oh, Should God. I do the part that you usually do? No worries. Season 8, I, Episode 3, Heartache, directed by Jensen Ackles. That's true.
2: You won. You did it.
1: That's. I don't know who wrote it, though.
2: So I didn't don't, write don't that have down. all of this. <laughs> um, I'm just going to cut all of that out. That'll be a little outtake for, for you it's and fine. I. Um, so today we're going to cover uh, episode... Excuse me. Today we're going to cover... <laughs> Jesus Christ. notes and i was copying and pasting because i like to have the actors and actresses names in the the top of the notes just in case and yeah i was like randa also by the (laughs) way um oh shit i'm gonna have to find it uh there was a um fuck eric did you read this Uh, there was a character in the last episode i forget who it was um oh his name was like chip Zizum or some shit it was something fucking crazy Hold on, we're going to derail the podcast right okay, now. Okay. We, we just missed it. Like, it, it gets mentioned once, and we didn't talk, think about it, and uh, Eric mentioned it to us, and he was like, you didn't even call it out. And I'm like, I did not. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and, the, and this
1: was the last episode?
2: Yeah, yeah. I bet it's not even, even in, this is all going to be for what? It's going to be
1: one of those, is it the actor's name or the character's name? Character's name. Okay. It's going to be one of those wacky dudes who was, um, like, bidding on Thor's hammer or whatever
2: yeah yeah and i can't i'm not able to find it right now god damn it i should have we were it
1: distracted out. by you know thor's hammer
2: <laughs> i was it was a very big hammer look like a balding dude in his 40s so i don't know like this where guy this looks dude like he looks off. old like i'm sorry that you're that you're not dating an 18 year old anymore Brick. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like i think uh i think tom brady from the new england patriots is is a pretty like he's pushing 40 or he's in his 40s but like he still looks pretty young so you could say yeah whatever no no big deal you, you, you uh an older dude playing football but he look great this guy looks like he like he's old he looks like an old man <laughs>
2: didn't didn't tom brady leave his pregnant wife for a for like a like a singer or a bottle or something
1: he's with uh yeah he's with what's her name gisella something or other giselle mm-hmm. uh i don't know it doesn't matter but I didn't know that he left his pregnant wife for.
2: Her. I'm pretty sure that's what because I don't I don't really give a shit about American football. But every time we see something with Tom Brady, I think that's I think it's Tom Brady that Autumn says that about. She's like, well, that dude's a motherfucker. He left his pregnant wife for some other chick, and I'm like, okay, oh I don't God. care about the Patriots oh or God. anything else about football. But okay, I'm gonna look
1: it up. <laughs> Did Tom Brady leave his pregnant wife?
3: Maybe he did. This is this is not podcast stuff. We could put this in the outtakes. No, I don't. I think I think that that is not true. <laughs> the facts aren't lining up here. I'll uh, I'll take Oh
1: no 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 no! You're not you're not you're not wrong. I just found it. Bridget Moynihan. He was dating her, and he started dating. His wife now, while she was still pregnant.
2: Wow, wow! Tom Brady is a giant asshole, and he doesn't wow. deserve all the fame and glory he gets. You know what? You know who's a good football player? Is uh, oh boy, um, Drew Brees. That's a dude.
1: That's doesn't a good, yeah, he seems like he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. You know we we had uh, I don't know why we're talking about this. We had uh, Teddy Brewski was a um. He was on the Patriots. My dad loved him when I was younger. He was, like, a really solid player. And then I think he had, like, a super bad head injury, or he definitely had a stroke. I don't know if he had the head injury. Um, But he was always a really good player, always did a lot of charity work, and then he had this stroke, and, like, now all he does is, like, work to help these athletes, like, after they retire, like, be healthy and not have all these injuries and, like, donates to... A lot of good foundations to like fix the issues that these dudes have for all these concussions. I'm like, you're a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't leave your pregnant wife for a model, you son of a bitch. Alright, back to the goddamn episode. Before,
2: before we jump back into the episode, Autumn confirmed and said yes, he uh <laughs> Uh he left Bridget Monahan for Gazelle Buncheon. Also he doesn't eat potatoes, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah. okay first thing it's fine he has a relationship with his son but this motherfucker doesn't like potatoes. you sick freak you sick
2: freak potatoes are delicious uh also so let's get back into it i'll I'll drop a marker so we can (laughs) it's a good time to be had um If you want to talk to the show, talk to us on Twitter at MOTWcast. If you are a patron, you should go jump in the Discord and talk to us over there. That place has been kind of growing
3: and we've been having a lot of fun with the new people joining in, so thank you for that. Uh, Chris, where are you at on Twitter nowadays? Are you there? Chris is gone. What happened to Chris? I lost you. Hello, Chris? I can't hear you, but... (laughs) i'm at local bones on twitter (laughs) it's the only question you ever ask me at the end oh no chris is just not here
2: (laughs) oh you just texted me so do i just vamp he's not answering his text messages i
1: got you Uh, hello hi i I lost you right at the very end i just said i i just randomly you said like we're on patreon and then it cut out um i just said i'm at local bones on twitter at some point after a lot lot of silence
2: well let's uh let's um chris where can you be found on twitter